Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. We're Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flala with you. If you listen to this show, then you know we're big fans of everything with four wheels that happens to be on the road. And we've got a little bit of a soft spot when it comes to certain brands, such as BMW. Our next guest is the head of sustainable design at BMW Group, Daniela Bollinger. Is that, am I pronouncing that right, Daniela? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Welcome to your tech report. Thank you for taking the time to do this. I know your schedule is busy, but we're very happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much. So, I'm happy to be on your show. So tell me, head of sustainable design, we hear a lot of really good titles on this show. Some are short, some are long. Can you tell us what that means? What, what, what's, what's your day like? Well, uh, well, the title head of sustainable design, I guess, is um, just to make uh, everybody around me clear that uh, they should look at me when they talk about sustainable design. And if they have questions, they can actually look at my head and no, no other. So um, I should be the one who has the answer if they have a question. So on, on a typical day, when it comes to, you know, when you know, someone says, okay, sustainable design, I get that probably has to do with materials. And what, what does that entail when it comes to a BMW vehicle? What is your involvement? Okay, so um, you asked me for a typical day. There is no typical day okay. for me. So it's really every day in the morning, I, if I open up my schedule, it's like either we talk about like work on the strategy of the vision of BMW, which was done last year a lot, or I do go in meetings and talk to the designers, explaining a little bit what we want to do in the next cars or work together in a workshop on materials. So it's every day really is different. So, you know, BMW as a brand, you know, it's always they've always been ahead of the curve when it comes to new technology in general, but more specifically when it comes to some of their electrified vehicles on the I-Line. What's your involvement when it comes to those vehicles particularly? Well, interesting, I think, was when you referred to the I-3 and the electric I-3, uh, electricity was then the first time introduced into a car. So the holistic thinking of sustainability was also a goal for that specific car. Uh, especially because we did a life cycle assessment and we had carbon emission goals. So um, everybody in this group who was working on that project was specifically asked to do everything to make a better carbon footprint. So my personal thing was uh, color and trim, or I worked since 16 years at BMW in 2009 when we started that. I was also in the color and trim team and... uh, focused much more on the goals on sustainability in design. So what meant that we were re-questioning a lot of um, technologies we used, also the materials itself, like is it possible to tan leather different than with chrome? Or can we use recycled materials for the textile in this whatever? So uh, looking for PET bottles and then yarn, which we could use possibly, uh, all that was pretty new while well, the time. Now everybody's talking about stuff like that and uh, big companies and sneaker companies produce shoes out of that materials. But that time was pretty new. I mean, so, in a typical, I mean, you look at a vehicle, I mean, the amount, do you have a number? Is there a number of how many different materials are used in the creation of a BMW? It's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, eight to, eight to 10,000 different materials. Wow. So, so to say, um, the whole car, and then, of course, talking about material groups like metals or plastics. But uh, when you think of sustainability and all these materials, the, I think the biggest challenge is the end of life 
idea of the car like that. So how could you recycle all these different materials and get them back out of the car? And I think then you understand what the challenge is to know all the specifications of the materials and how you can turn that into an eco-positive uh, material. Now, when, when you first started working you know, on, on sustainable design, was it something that the company embraced or did you find that it was, it was a challenge to try and get people to think a little bit differently when they were choosing materials and they were trying to you know, build thinking that far ahead? Huge challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell me to go in a very old, settled, conservative industry, which is always forward thinking and uh, trying to implement innovation. But change is always difficult, especially when you talk to people who are working there the, the whole life. So uh, I think it's a balance between values and intrinsic motivation um, to, to get on these people's do uh, you have to get very personal in a way yeah. to, to, to trigger them to, so that they want the change. It's, you cannot make it top down. It doesn't work. Yeah, you have to make them almost think like it was their own idea before, uh, before they buy exactly, in. Exactly. That is what you have to do. You have to make them. It's, it's an interesting way. I not normally do it. I, if I have a meeting with like this, the, the project managers, I try to catch them beforehand like for like a 10 to 15 minutes talk. And then I ask them very personal questions about their per idea of sustainability and how they behave. And they talk a lot about their kids and about the food they eat and how conscious they are. But interesting is that being a manager, then you make different decisions than you're actually convinced of on your daily life. Yeah. But um, just this 15 minutes beforehand make them start thinking different about a topic like sustainability and the awareness and the respect they should actually have when it comes to their personal decisions on the cars. So it's a long way, I would say, but it's, uh, it's durable. We can do it. Yeah, it's definitely. Was there, was there a moment, can you, can you recall a moment in time, um, you know, since 2009, that it clicked and the thinking became a little bit different and or became easier for you? I think that happened when I felt the strong, like the strong support from my, from my boss. I think you need also the top-down commit commitment. Yeah. Um, where I felt so safe with my decisions and my suggestions, and I had two really good conversations with a board member, um, just addressing the topic. Uh, and for me as well, when I when I felt that they want to go the same th th this direction. It made me stronger and uh, more convinced that this is the right way we, we go, and that's what we have to do. Yeah, I mean, it's important, especially when, you know, to feel that people are on your side, or at least, it's, it, you know, even though it takes exactly. time, you need to feel that you have that support behind you. Exactly, and it's not, I mean, I'm not alone there. We have a really nice and great and competent team on sustainability who does life cycle assessment or actually looks deeper into supply chains which is directly connected to materials and sourcing. So when you start understanding the complexity of sustainability, it will become super easy. It's, it's just you have to open up a lot, you learn a lot, and then it feels totally overwhelming. It's like, oh, my God, where should I start? Yeah. When I touch this, this one has a negative effect. And so it's this kind of connection between all the decisions. But in the end, um, 
it's actually easy because you just have to do it. At what point in the design cycle of a, of a vehicle or a new vehicle or a, or a, a vehicle that's being you know rebranded or, or recreated, mm-hmm. at what point do you get involved? First discussion. Oh, really? So when we start um, around 70 months before we get into the market, so around about seven years, or like different, it's between five and seven years. Um, so me and my department is located in the first discussions when we start talking about the character of the cars, not even knowing what the car looks like, and also the DNA of the car. That's where you have to put sustainability in. That's the first conversations you have to do. And then through that, you're like nailing it in. You can keep up the conversations all the time. And that's super important. So... Daniela, when I was uh, in L.A., I happened to be, the timing worked out so perfectly. I was in Los Angeles, and the L.A. Auto Show was just starting up, and we came down, and we filmed a great segment talking to a bunch of different people. One of, obviously, the things that turned our heads was the iNext concept, and it was front and center at the L.A. Auto Show, and I know it's been making the rounds, obviously, all over the place. One of the things that really stands out about that particular vehicle, and I know it, it makes a big statement for the future of of the company is the interior design and it's not just because it's you know it, it looks like it's meant to be driven autonomously but the carefully selected use of materials obviously i'm guessing that's intentional and a very big part of what you do right mm-hmm. yeah i think especially when you look at that car uh, you can already see that we did a huge we re, like well, i would say reduction you you don't see too many knots you don't see you too many buttons Everything is reduced to a minimum, and uh, you see that there is interactive and smart textiles we integrated, which would mean like two things. You don't need all these buttons anymore. They, yeah. If they're not produced, you don't need all the plastic. You don't have to source the materials. And the second thing is that you see textile. And I think that is a huge innovation going back to this royalty approach of the royals sitting on textiles, and they have velvet and everything. So this was something where I'm super happy that you're not using up uh, 25 square meters of leather, but you have a beautiful um, textile in there. That's something definitely which was like one of the big approaches on sustainability here and then using it out of recycled content. So that is something when when you do a kind of vision car where you also, of course, want to put a lot of that language in of what it makes sustainability in the future do you, do you find that consumers um are getting it do you find that they understand what what's going on or do you think it's still a pretty big learning curve it's a big learning curve um we need a lot of other industries who actually go the same way i think it's important that they learn first of all that sustainability is is not in this kind of eco look hippie business anymore <laughs> yeah so it's it's just cool and sustainability comes with innovation and through technology it's a strong connection, and and that uh, yeah, and it, now I lost my track because uh, there was a huge noise here. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry, no worries, no worries. We're talking about obviously consumers and how it's still a challenge to get them thinking differently. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, sustainability is definitely uh, on the way of being uh, in our luxurious car a new definition of what premium is about yeah so it is inherently there and i think you don't have to be too bold you might be like we did the interpretation in the i3 a little bit more i would say direct 
But yeah. then on the other side, now you would probably just see that there is nothing what you miss, but not too much there what you don't need. But what I've always said about a BMW every time I walk into a vehicle is is that it's so understated. I think that's a good definition for it because you're not inundated with all the... Although there is a lot of technology in there, a lot of innovation, you're not inundated and, and you don't seem overwhelmed when you walk in. You sit down and you're like, okay, let's remember, if we're first here to drive this car. We're here about the drive. And everything else kind of blends in and works very well that way. And I think that, obviously, you know, you play a very big role in, in that aspect of it as well. Well, that sounds really good, <laughs> like you say that. Um, and I think even so, the challenge for us is when you talk about on-demand mobility or mobility as a service yeah. and, and also not owning anymore, it's just sharing, still then the interior or the, also the exterior has to actually give you the feeling that you're still in this premium car. And this is a challenge for us designers too, to to make a new interpretation of what that would mean when you start reducing as well surfaces and uh, make it easier, make it cleaner and uh, make it more peaceful also. You know, I think, yeah, at the end of the day, we all have a, a, a very big responsibility, not only to our generation today, but to every generation that's coming, you know, all the future generations as, as our kids grow up, we have to take care of the planet we live on. Otherwise, it's it, it's not going to be here. And, and BMW has always been on the forefront of that mission. Um, what are there any specific contributions that you could think of, um, either coming down the line or that have been done to date that really make you feel proud about the job that you're doing? I was just thinking about that. Uh, we were just talking about it last week, and uh, it's definitely the point when you say you have an impact on uh, on just physically the amount of cars. Like if I change one screw into a sustainable screw sourced from a sustainable source, it will be 2.1 million times out there. So that is something where I'm extremely proud of. Of course, working in the car industry is probably a little bit contradictory, but that is exactly the point why we need to work more and uh, focus more on all that topics because we have a huge impact. Yeah. And that's and you know, that and that's me proud when I leave this uh, when I leave my uh, work, which I never leave. <laughs> but uh, um, that's how I live. I mean, I'm convinced by all that. So well, it's it's a, it's extremely refreshing to talk to you about this, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to do this interview was because we're a technology show. We talk about consumer electronics, but we never really kind of go behind the design and the creation of everything that we use on a base, daily basis. And I think it's very important for us to spread that word and to make people realize how much work is involved and from when that starts. Um, how, how important that is and how it affects everything that's being done, not only today, but, but down the road as well. Yeah. Oh, I mean, do you want to know how much work is involved? or oh, No, no. I, do, I, I think that's that another hour-long conversation, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, that was kind of my wrapping up statement. You know, I just wanted to, to you know, that's the yeah. importance of having conversations like this so that people realize that there is so much work involved, not only today, but there's, you know, it's, it's such an important topic, and I'm glad that we had this conversation about it. Yes, very cool. And I think that's one thing I would like to add is that also for me and for our sustainability department, it's super important that we talk about it and we share the knowledge and we would love other industry to follow as 
as uh, us being like, or also wanted to reach to be sustainable, really sustainable and um, want other industries uh, to look at us as uh, a role model in sustainability and the pioneer in, in sustainability. So that's why we are super proud of being invited to conferences like this or able to talk about it and uh, spread the word. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're in Montreal talking about this. And I hope this is the first of very many conversations we'll have about this topic down the road. Daniela Bollinger, the head of sustainable design over at BMW. Maybe this will give you an opportunity to kind of think a little bit differently when you walk into those vehicles and realize how much time and effort is put into every little screw that is in these vehicles. It is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Aflalo. Again, follow along with us on Twitter, Facebook, all our social media, Instagram, YouTube.com slash your tech report. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. There's more your tech report after this. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.